What's up, y'all? It's Speed Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. I started to do a show after Monday Night Football. The Patriots and the Bears are playing tonight, I believe, at 8 o'clock. But you know what? I got some things that I really want to talk about. So let's just get the pleasantries out the way. And you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TheBDangerous. Also, follow this podcast right here. Yeah, the one you're listening to. Follow Dangerous Sports Talk on Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. And let's get right into it. So, Thursday Night Football. We had the New Orleans State play the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals ended up winning that one, 42-34. We have the New York Giants winning over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 23-17. The Washington Commanders beat the Green Bay Packers, 23-21. Dallas Cowboys stomp out the Detroit Lions, 24-6. The original Browns beat the new Browns 23-20. The New York Jets actually beat the Denver Broncos, and that's fucking shocking that the Jets are doing well this year. 26-26. 16-9. Then we have the Seahawks versus the Chargers, 37-23. Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers, 44-23. Steelers get their asses kicked by the Dolphins, 16-10. to 10. We also have the Tennessee Titans winning over the Indianapolis Colts, 10-19. Sheesh, the Carolina Panthers beat the fucking Brady Bunch, 21-3. We also have the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Atlanta Falcons, 35-17. And... The Las Vegas Raiders beat the Houston Texans 38-20. And that is NFL Week 7, with the exception of the Bears and Patriots game. 8-15, to be exact, is when they're going to be playing tonight. I may or may not watch that game. I'm not entirely sure just yet. But don't even worry about it. I will get to it in my own time. Now... What I've been talking about. Yeah, the Bulls lost to the Cavs. Of course, the Knicks didn't see them winning because they have a new addition in Mr. Donovan Mitchell here. And I totally forgot he was there. But, of course, I have to talk about the 0-3ers, also known as the fucking Lakers. And I have a message for Rob Palenka and Jenny Buss. So, why did you take over a head, not a head coaching job, but the GM job, if all you're going to do is sit there and do exactly what Jim and Mitch did? Because it's apparent that when they left, we thought that management was actually going to have some common sense and would know their ass from their elbow. But apparently... You don't even know that. Because you see this team, the same team that didn't didn't get you shit last year, but shame, a kick in the crotch, and a slap in the face. You decide that you want to keep the same damn team that didn't get you shit but embarrassment last year. In 2018, Jeannie was the main one telling, telling us, real fans, that had been there through all the fuckery 
that we have been through. Apologizing for taking for taking so long. Saying how we were going to have a better team than this and that. So, you trade away the Lakers' future. In D'Lo, Randall, Jordan Clarkson, Lonzo Vagina, and who else? Brandon Ingram. You got all them top picks just to trade them away just to get a ring. I'm sorry, a bubble ring now. And you got your bubble ring now. But then you ended up getting four years of mediocrity after that. Make it make fucking sense. And somebody on, on um, not Twitter, but um, yeah, on Twitter said that what Rob Palenka and what Jeannie Buss are doing to LeBron James is to be investigated. What the fuck did they do? Besides tell real fans that we need to be grateful and tell us that the real fans would fall in line. Well, I'm sorry. That was that was Kobe. I love Kobe for that. But baby, I've been with Kobe for years. OK, so he wasn't in any, in, in any position to tell us anything. It's like, yeah, but it's not going to be all sunshines and roses. It always is when the heat gets his way and the management cowers like little bitches as every women demand. But the second the, the GM, the owners stand up for themselves, it won't cave into whatever the fuck he wants and how he wants it. He wants to go elsewhere. Because Jeannie and Rob pretty much became exactly what Jim and Mitch were. And that's pretty much mindless, brainless assholes who only got us a, one little ring, but then you got five years of mediocrity. I'm sorry, four years of mediocrity. So what did you really sell us? We were told that this was never going to happen on the His Mighty Watch. The real fans were told to get on our knees, bow, and thank him every single day for choosing the Lakers. But then, when he doesn't win, it's always everybody else except for him. Management breaks their backs to give him, give him what he wants every single year. And it's up to you to use what you got. But then, if the team doesn't perform up to your championship standards, and you can take any team to the finals like that, it's always everybody else's fault. But never him. And it's like I said, this always happens. Because Dan Gilbert... I've said this many times before. That man will turn all types of tricks. For him to have what he needs, wants, desires. He would run on the fucking freeway buck naked in the snow if that's what he wanted to see. But the problem has always been him never being just strictly a player and turning his GMs into puppets. And if he doesn't like the coaching or he doesn't like a certain player... Something's going to happen. And the Lakers are actually looking for trades right now as we speak. Let's see. Two hours ago, I just got this alert. I couldn't see anything because I was at work. But it's reported that they're looking at Terry Rozier. Who are you going to trade him for? Literally, like, who would you get Terry Rozier for? The Golden Arches? His hairline? Hell, trade Russell Westbrook's bricks away to get Terry Rozier if that's what the fuck you got to do. Because it's clear that you've seen what this team is capable of doing. And this team does not mesh. 
anytime the Lakers have went 0 in anything, they have not made the playoffs. So B is not worried about any damn thing. Because how can I be calm and give them a chance if I know what's going to happen already? In 2015, the Lakers went 0-5 before they won one game. And guess what happened? They didn't make the playoffs that year. So what would make this year any different? Because the more I look at this team, all I see is players with bigger names that had the same results as the D-League players they had before. So what are we really talking about here? I might as well be watching Robert Scar, Swaggy Penis, Wesley Jonathan, uh, Kent Bazemore, Steve Blake on the team. Because that's exactly what you're playing like. You shoot air balls like them. You can't shoot like them. You barely play defense like them. You can barely make foul shots like them. What's the difference besides the fact of who was on the team? This is nothing but the same broke back fucking squad that I used to roast every single night before I had my dreads. And nothing has changed. But people swore up and down this would never happen on His Mighty Watch. But he can also turn back the clock whenever he wants to break Cap's record or pad his stats. So I promise y'all, just watch. Whenever he LeBreaks Kareem's record, suddenly he'll go down with the injury the next game and be out for the rest of the season because he, he accomplished his goal. Winning is not on his agenda. But padding his stats and being the greatest scorer of all time with roses being thrown at his feet and panties being thrown at him, that's going to be his end, end result of this season. Because helping the Lakers win is not something that he would want to do. He used the Lakers to embody himself. Like I knew he was going to do in the first place. But, like I said, I'm just a hater with no idea what I'm talking about until shit materializes, right? So, like I said, anytime the Lakers went on anything, they've never made the playoffs. Whether it's the third game of the season, the fifth game of the season, or the tenth game of the season. If you play in like this, you're not going to the playoffs. Early, early in the season or fucking not. B ain't stupid, B ain't crazy. B is a realist. B will stand in the irrelevancy like I've been doing for fucking years now. And what the hell is any non-fan or quote-unquote Laker fan who wants to call themselves checking me going to do? Not a fucking thing. And on that note, I'm going to get out of here. I didn't want to make this show too long, but I knew I was going to have to go off about this. But to Rob and Jeannie... If you don't want to take another season away, and I say another season very loosely. If you don't want to suck another season away, do what you can to make some fucking changes. Pull your heads out of your asses, or Rob pull your head out of Jeannie's ass, or whatever hole is, whatever hole is in right now. Get your shit together. Be management. And you leave Lahim to his fucking madness and his dis- ever disintegrating hairline. Let him control his cramps on his own. Do not let him in on any decisions because you are a player. The only thing that you run is your body up and down this fucking court. Oh, I'm sorry. That's only when your man parts aren't really hurting and hurting and cramping because you're going through early signs of, ah, early signs of menopause. But that's another story for another day. And on that note, I'm going to get my ass out of here. 
To those who keep running up to listen to the show, I thank you guys so very much for your continued love and your support for Dangerous Sports Talking for me, Be Dangerous. It definitely doesn't go unappreciated, and I love you guys very much for that. And on that note, I'm out of here. Peace.